So uh, I'm excited to hear uh, what God did in Ecuador through our team. And uh, so, yeah, so let's pray. And then I'll introduce John to you guys. All right. All right. Well, Lord Jesus, we, we love you. We thank you so much, Lord, just for your, your kindness, Lord, your goodness to us. And Lord, I'm so grateful for Pastor Al and uh, the contribution he was to my life, to, um, Lord, the, just so many people and families at Kelso, his teaching faithfully of your word, his convictions, <clears throat> his courage. And um, well, Lord, you know all the needs now with his bride. And I just pray that you would keep her close to you, help her to grieve in faith and hope. Lord, that she would know that you're with her, walking her through all of this. And Lord, for Pastor Nat, who will um, take the helm, as it were, just pray that you'd lavish your grace upon him, that he could shepherd well and teach. And Lord, that you just minister there to um, your body. Encourage them and help them also to grieve and hope. And Lord, tonight we just want to rejoice with um, those that have returned from Ecuador. And Lord, we want to uh, just praise you for the work. So just inform us tonight, encourage our hearts, and inspire us for the next one. So Lord, we, we love you, we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. So uh, John uh, Leskogen is going to come, and then you're going to start introducing the team. Okay, so do you want to stand behind the pulpit or next to it? It's not a short joke, I'm just... Okay, all right. Yeah. Should I get one of those boxes like Greg had? Do you want it? No. <laughs> I can, I can hide this way. Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for coming out tonight. Uh, this is not comfortable for me. I don't know. Maybe you guys like talking in front of people, but I like to talk about what Christ is doing in, in our lives, and that's more important than me being nervous in front of you guys. So I just want to say thanks for being here uh, and supporting us. We had a lot of, uh, a lot of issues uh, leading on to this team originally, and uh, everything just got taken care of. So it was, it was great, uh, and it was a wonderful trip. So... Uh, you guys, some of you know me. I'm John Leskajan. My wife, Micah, and I were blessed to, uh, to lead this team uh, to Ecuador, San Vicente, Ecuador, this last year. And uh, it was a great team. It was an unbelievable team. We, uh, we didn't, uh, we didn't uh, really put it out to the church because we were trying to keep the team down to about 10 to 12 people. But God put the right people uh, at the right time. It was fantastic. We had people that... Uh, Barely knew each other, really. There's, I, mean, I only knew maybe five people on the team, and by the time we got done, we, uh, we all knew each other. You would have thought, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> the short guy. So the, uh, oh, okay. I can hear me now. Uh, yeah, we, we hardly even knew each other. When we went around the room and talked and named names, and we couldn't even name each other's names. That's how well we knew each other uh, at the first meeting. But by the time we were done, uh, most people would have thought we've known each other for years. I mean, we, we just got along so well. The team was just a perfect match. Uh, and I want to thank you guys. It was, uh, you, made it, <laughs> you made it a lot easier on Micah and myself. We've been on some pretty tough trips, and this one went really smooth. So thank you. But, uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to talk for a couple minutes about uh, why we went to Ecuador and who we went through. And then we're going to bring uh, some team members up that are going to talk about the, uh, uh, their experience and show some pictures. It'll be a lot more interesting than what I'm going to do. So let me see where I was at. This is my mind on paper here. 
Okay, I guess one other thing I wanted to say too is, is there was no complaints. I mean, you guys, no matter what we told these guys to do, I mean, they, they did it. I mean, whether it was out of their comfort zone or not, they, uh, they just rose to the occasion, no complaining, no nothing. It was just a, it was a blessing to, to serve with you guys. Uh, you guys accepted the challenge. Uh, and I said it was, it was just a blessing to be there with you. Uh, I'm gonna share a little bit about Ecuador and who we partnered with, like I said. Uh, the, uh, a little bit of background about BMICA. We've, uh, we started partnering with a, t uh, a group called uh, IAM, Ibero-American Ministries, back in uh, about 2005. Uh, we had a call to go to, uh, to, go to Chile, and uh, it was, <laughs> the team was leaving in two weeks, and for some reason we felt like we needed to go, and we did. And uh, we were junkies ever since. We've been on several trips, and we've led several trips to South America, all over the place, actually. So uh, that's a little bit about us. The, uh, the, trip, the, the, the people that we partner with, IAM, uh, they're, uh, they're a church-planting, compassion-based Christian organization whose mission is to see people and communities and nations transfer, transformed by the love of Christ. They work with people in South America, West Africa, the Middle East, and in Europe. Uh, and they're just wonderful people to work with. Uh, they, they meet us on the ground when we get to whatever country we're in, and uh, they just take care of all of our needs. Uh, everything, everything's taken care of from the hotels or the, or the houses we're gonna stay in to the, uh, the food, uh, the travel. They just, they, take, they just do a great job of moving us around safely. Uh, so I wanna give them a, a thank you. And if you guys wanna look them up, it's just iamweb.org. Uh, they're a wonderful outfit. Uh, the, uh, it just helps us, helps us to be effective and do what we're gonna do. They, they work with the, with the pastors and the local churches that we go to and they, uh, they talk to them and find out what the needs they have, and then they, uh, they transfer that back to us, in our case, to my wife, Micah, and then she handles things on this end. So, uh, again, it was, a, it was a, one of the smoothest trips we've been on. I mean, it's, I have to say, you guys, uh, again, I hate to keep embarrassing you, but you guys were awesome. Uh, it was probably one of the best trips we've ever been on. We've been on quite a few. Uh, so, okay, so why Ecuador? In 2016, Ecuador suffered an earthquake of 7.8 uh, in a small coastal town, San Vicente, was hit really hard. People lost their homes, people lost their lives. IAM uh, moved in to help out. They, uh, they went in there with the intention of uh, helping uh, the, the, the needs, immediate needs, and then eventually proposed building homes for the people that lost their homes there. I think it was 50 they were planning on building at first. Uh, the mayor was kind of hesitant. She wasn't sure what to think. Uh, but then when she finally realized there was no catch that they just wanted to go build homes for people, uh, she was so, so moved that she uh, actually gave them a piece of property uh, with the intention of them, uh, if they want the property, they have to build a Christian church on it, which was, was pretty cool. So, uh, so they did. Uh, the, uh, lost my place here. Okay, so yeah, so she gave, she gave them the land and then they, they, with the intention of building. So the, uh, on our first trip in 2016, when we went there, it was just a piece of land, raw piece of land, uh, trees, brush, garbage. Uh, we were actually at a, uh, the church services that we went to were actually in uh, the backyard of one of the, the aunt and uncle of the, of the new pastor. Uh, there was probably about 30 people there for the whole, the whole thing. Uh, and then over the next several years, teams like the team we just took, uh, through donations of time and money, helped to build the building that you're going to see on some of the pictures here that these guys are going to share. Uh, the building is done now. Uh, and now there's about 500 uh, people that are actually attending that church, uh, uh, adults and children. So that's pretty cool to see how, how God has worked in that uh, community. Um, so on this trip, we worked with, uh, with the women, with children. Uh, we built a home, which was awesome in a very short period of time with, with limited tools. 
and nobody got hurt too bad anyway. So it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, so I think that's all I'm gonna have to say. And I'm, I want to introduce to you guys the team. So you guys want me to come up here? Would that be better? Just stand yeah, up. Just, yeah, I think pastors said it'd be great. So we'll start with my wife, Micah, because she wanted me to be first. <laughs> okay, Jared, Jared Kuykendall. Rosa Anzalini. Frank and Danielle Phoenix, Phoenix? I can't. Yeah. Naomi Parkin. Don Cook. Jaden Lampert. And then uh, Dan Rodriguez. You guys know the guy with way too much hair for his age. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's out of town right now. And then uh, Corey, I'm going to butcher her name. Morisi uh, from a church in Oregon, actually, that went with us. Uh, anyways, awesome team. We had everything we need. All of our needs were met through these guys. It was amazing with construction. Uh, and then uh, uh, Rosa and Jared, uh, they just they were awesome with, with uh, interpreting for us. They, uh, I don't think they really realized how much Spanish they knew. They just stepped up their game, and uh, it, made, it made it so much easier on everybody there uh, and us. Uh, it, we just uh, thank you guys, man, for doing that. And just everybody. Uh, it just was an awesome team. So I think we're going to start with Frank and Danielle, and then uh, let you guys start doing your stuff. All right. My name is Frank. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Frank Faunas. Uh, this is my wife, Daniel Faunas, for moral support. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and show you some of the progression pics of the house we built. Let's see. I'm not really sure why I got stuck with this job, but... I guess it's only fitting I basically built the whole thing myself. <laughs> just change on. Take it easy. No, I'm just joking. I, I didn't do as little as possible. No. <laughs> no, before I get started, um, I just want to say it was an extremely awesome team we were blessed with. <clears throat> Everybody had an intricate part in helping out from the house build to the house visits to spreading the word and helping out in church with the kids. And just a dream team, basically. I mean, this is our first time going on one end. <clears throat> I mean, it was ran from top to bottom awesome. You know, from when we showed up, the hotel stayed, to the transportation, to the food, and, you know, it was just a, a blessing. Um, you know, it was a dream team. Everybody left their egos in the States, how to build stuff. You know, we all worked as a team to get the job done in the time frame we had, and uh, so it was just awesome. <clears throat> so I'm going to go ahead and go with some of these picks. So we showed up, and it was a blessing that the foundation, uh, you know, wasn't built yet, but it, at least it was dug out. So you can just kind of see it was dug out right there. So this is like day one right here. We get there and we uh, put in some rebar and John was a welder and uh, we get that laid in there and then uh, some forms right there and then uh, just more pictures of the rebar for day one. And it was, uh, it was 85, 80 degrees, real humid. It was, uh, you know, it's nothing I've ever experienced before, 100% humidity and it was, I sweat a lot. It was, uh, <laughs> it was tough. I had to take some breaks, you know, obviously and drink probably a gallon of water per day at the site maybe two for the whole day, but stay hydrated and, you know, stay safe. And then, uh, let's see here, I think I got, okay. So day one, we put the, uh, the rebar in, and then uh, we went ahead and uh, put, uh, you know, nine posts in, the three in the middle were the A-frame, so the three in the, three in the middle were taller, and then uh, just more pics of it. And then, so that was the end of day one, so 
Here is the pictures of day two. So day two was a heavy cement mixing day by hand. We had a, a gasoline mixer, you know, by hand, buckets of cement and a rock and sand and water. So it was all by hand, so it was a rough one. But uh, we got that down, there it is, and it looked really good to get the foundation done in just two days. Got that set, and uh, here's some more pictures. Got the posts in, and now day two, Okay, so that was backwards. That was showing that day two. Okay, here's day three. John pretending to do something up there. I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's welding. No, so day three, we started to do the cross beams on top. And uh, there's some more shots. And uh, okay, so that was that was actually the end of day two of the cross beam. Here's day three. So these pictures, when we get there on day four, but I take pictures early before we start day four. So this is day three. And then we put the brackets in. It's all steel house. And then... Uh, those are the brackets, cross beams for the studs to go in. They're all steel studs. So we got those in and it was just great. We had some, we had extra help down there. A lot of Ecuadorian people came over and showed up and we had some extra help. It was just, just a blessing. It was awesome. I mean, everybody just worked together so well as a team. And then, uh, let's see, day three. Okay, so here's day four. So it's the start of day five, which is, I take pictures before we start day five. So here's day four. We got the riff on at the end of day four. Got the outside, uh, it's like a hardy plank, kind of concrete-ish uh, exterior. And it's a 20 by 20. Uh, it's pretty big for over there and it's it's nice. And a uh, metal roof on there. And then uh, cut out the windows and the door. A pretty decent sized land. There's a little stream behind it and a shrimp farm behind it, but I guess they're gonna drive the shrimp farm in a couple years and put a road through it or something, I think I heard. <clears throat> but um, there's more pictures of that. And then there's Kyle, he's one of our leaders in the back left. Kind of has the dark hair kind of coming down, no hat on. He was uh, he was from Chile. He was one of our leaders. He was I mean, he's basically a professional missionary. He comes up and transports us around, and he helped build the house. Awesome guy, man. He's an awesome guy. And uh, so riffs on some more shots of the of our work on <laughs> the top. Let's see window, more side panels, the window door. Okay, so here's day five. We just basically completed it. Here is a. Uh, Showing pictures of the top part in the middle. They put the centerpiece on the top of the of the roof, and there's a caulking in there and stuff, and got all the walls secured. And now we're starting to do the mud and sheetrock and get the mud on and everything. So, you know, day five we probably did eight to ten hours. I think we did a couple of ten-hour days, and we were there actually six days working on it. We were there probably seven or eight days, but only six days working on it. We did two half days, so it was basically built the whole thing in five days with anywhere from eight to fourteen people, I would say, any given day. <coughs> um, there's background there there's uh, more sheetrock and the ceiling and you know just more stud pictures and putting all steel studs in Jaden I don't know what he's doing over there eating something probably <laughs> closer to getting all the sheetrock done and okay so like I said we were there six days but it was basically five because two halves <laughs> the steel and that stuff sharp you just cut yourself pretty easy on that steel the, the, the studs you just kind of forget what you're doing and boom you know you get a cut but now, sheetrock's basically done. We got a window there they're gonna cut out later, I heard. They didn't want it in right now. And then, uh, yeah, it was great. A lot of hard work. And the first two days, I say, were the hardest with the, with the concrete. Everything else was pretty, you know, take your time, put the walls up and get the sheetrock on in the exterior. But the first couple of days were pretty labor intensive. Or let's see, it's basically coming to an end. There's more window picks. <laughs> Electrical box. Uh, we didn't do the electrical or the plumbing. They were going to have someone come in there and do that later. And the windows and doors were going to come on later. And I should have pictures of that.
at the end here. It's it's exterior. I heard it's gonna come on the inside of the wall, you know, on the outside, but inside the house. So you'll kind of see it on the on the wall. That's what I heard. I think the electrical. Is there inside already? Okay. All right, and there's yeah, starting to look really good. More picks. Let's see. Oh, okay. Zoom down. There are wood doors. They picked some nice doors and windows on there. There you go. We kind of flap open and. Yeah, the family was awesome. They had a little three-year-old, I think. Right, three-year-old, they were super nice and gracious, and they helped out and stuff, and it was, it was great. And there's a back pick of it. This is the back side of it, back door on the window. And it went up pretty easy, and, and it was awesome. Let's see. Oh, there's their little son. <laughs> he was funny, trying to give him candy or something. He'd run away, you know. <laughs> he was a little shy, but he was awesome. Let's see. Plumbing. Uh, <laughs> they have plumbing, but they actually were going to build a, a kitchen and a bathroom after this. This is like the dwelling, and they're going to add on to a kitchen and a bathroom later. Add on to it. And I think that's it. And there's, she was a sweetheart. What was her name again? What was it? Victoria, yeah. She sent this after we got home for a week or so. She got her puppies, and she was, she was super nice, always hugging everybody in the church and stuff. And she speaks pretty good English, too. And I think that's all I got. Right to left, so right will go. Okay. All right, so this was my first missions trip. And it was awesome. It was amazing, and I'm going to go again so many more times, and I loved it so much. It was a little over, overwhelming when we stepped off the plane. Um, we, it took like a day just in flights to get there, so we're all like exhausted, and we get off the plane, and then we meet all these people, and I don't speak Spanish at all, and then they all come, and they're hugging you, and they're kissing you, and they load us onto these buses and trucks, and it was just a little overwhelming, but it was amazing, and I was so tired, and then that's us when we first got there. But there's Kyle, he's our leader, and then Edward, that's the kid on the right, he came uh, from the church in Guayaquil. And he didn't speak English, but he loved God a lot. I liked him. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's us driving. <laughs> it was a six-hour ride from the airport to the town of San Vicente. So that was after a day of flying. That is baby Antonella. She was probably the most popular. She was super cutie pie. But the very next day, some people stayed back at the church um, to help with the youth. And there's Rosa and Jared there. And then... A bunch of us went out to the job site with John and Mike, our fearless leaders. They were so good. So we had our big concrete mixer there. We used that guy. He was very stinky. That was the maestro of the job. That was Andy. He's the dad of Antonella. He's a good guy. So most of the roads are dirt roads. They don't have a lot of paved roads there, and that's pretty normal for them. But there was a rainstorm that happened while we were there, and it, the roads got pretty messed up. But the houses, most of them are like that. They just have like bamboo slats on the walls. Oh, there's Dan. There they are. Yeah, that's the first day on the job site. That is Pastor Luis. And the guy on the left, that is Isidoro. He's the guy that we're building the house for. So uh, after the first day on the job site, I was laid off due to my small fuertes, my muscles. <laughs> that's okay. I got to do some fun stuff at the church. Uh, they fed us breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the church. The ladies would come in in the morning, and they would cook breakfast for us, and then they would cook lunch for us, and they would cook dinner for us, and they fed us in this awesome room there with everybody, and it was a lot of fun. There was just people there all the time volunteering at the church. 
baby Antonella again. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. Um, I ended up going out and doing some home visits. So uh, they would have either non-believers that were interested in the church or very new Christians, and people from the church would go out and visit these people and talk with them and do little Bible studies, and I was able to go on a few of them, and it was, that was a lot of fun. Some of it was really sad because there's a lot of poverty there. But, oh, they did a talent show for us when we were there. The church put on this awesome talent show, and they did um, the mothers and the youth and then the tiny little kids, and they did singing, and they did dancing, and they did acting. And it was very impressive. The pastor's wife, I think she was the main spearhead behind it, but she did an amazing job getting that together. And they did a really good job. We enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> the people, we just ended up falling in love with the people so, so much. I did not expect that. <laughs> I fell in love with my team. I love you guys, but... <laughs> I really, really, really fell in love with the people, too. I think we all did. The motel we stayed at, they called it a hostel, but it was a motel, and it was called Casa Danny. So that's House of Danielle. That's me. That was my house. <laughs> uh, it was gated. Everything was gated from the roads. Like, the motel was actually on a paved roads, but everything was gated. Like, nobody just had a door. Everything was a gate that they could lock from the roads. So I think crime must be bad there, but... Oh, this is our half day. We went to the beach, and even the roads at the beach were dirt. They did a surprise birthday party for Tio Luis, who was the uncle of the pastor's wife, and we went out to a pizza party and did a surprise party for him with music, and that was fun. Oh, during my time of being laid off from the job site, Micah and Naoma and I we were able to head up this bracelet thing for the ladies in the community, and most of them were not saved but we could do the salvation story through colors, which is universal. You don't really need to speak Spanish to go through colors. But we had them look up Bible verses, and that was, I, I think they liked it. I liked it a lot. It's baby Antonella again. That was a lot of fun. Oh, at the grocery store, they sell quail eggs there. I thought that was interesting. There we are helping out with dinner. That's Paula. That's one of the kitchen ladies. And oh, all those people. I love them so much. That's probably why I got laid off. Probably that right there. <laughs> I did make it back. <laughs> oh, no sound. Good. We did slip away at one point to go get steak. <laughs> oh, this is when we had to say goodbye to everybody. That was sad. That was way too sad. That was the dog at the motel. Her name was Rufa. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I found out what humidity does to my hair, which I didn't know before that. <laughs> um, I ended up crying a lot. It was a little embarrassing, the amount of tears I shed, but she was crying too. That's okay. <laughs> That's it. It was awesome. I want to go again. If you guys ever get a chance to go with John and Micah, you should do it. <laughs> Leave it on that one? Okay. Yeah, you will. Hola, Iglesia. Buenas noches. Estoy muy feliz uh, esta noche porque voy a hablar con ustedes de el viaje de mi grupo al país de Ecuador en el mes de abril. Y es mi privilegio hablar con ustedes de la trabaja del Señor en la ciudad de San Vicente. Y es muy importante a mí hablar con ustedes de las vidas y las historias de las personas en la iglesia, especialmente de uh, los jóvenes en la iglesia. Y uh, puedo hablar, todas las personas en mi grupo, uh, tenemos muchos amigos uh, en San Vicente, Ecuador. Uh, hi, church. I'm really excited because tonight I get to share with you about our group's recent trip to Ecuador. There were 11 of us on our team, and honestly, like John was saying earlier, God couldn't have put together um, a more awesome team. It was really a special time. Um, I wanna share with you a little bit about what we were doing while we were down there, but also I wanna talk to you kind of just about what my general impressions were as well during the trip. So here's me enjoying a coconut. That was great. Um, as Frank kind of alluded to earlier, uh, the guy is, um, that's Kyle Callistead, and he was kind of the main leader of our group. Uh, he took care of us. He did, he was super awesome. He helped us out wherever we needed. And then those two boys, it's Brian there and Randy, and those were um, Andy's boys. This was one of my favorite times. So after church on Sunday, a bunch of us youth just kind of got together and we sat on the steps kind of by the stage and they play guitar very well and they sing very well too. And so it was really fun. We were just kind of singing some modern worship songs. Um, we sang like, here I am to worship. Um, we sang, let's see, some Evan Craft songs. It was fun. And that was one of my favorite parts of the trip too because there was that language barrier to an extent, and it made it difficult because there were times like you wanted to say something, but you didn't know how to communicate it. And they wanted, like it was likewise for them too, they wanted to say something, but it was hard for you to interpret or hard. So anyway, there was that kind of mismatch, but this was one of my favorite parts because it was like, we could just kind of come together and regardless of whether we could totally understand each other or not, we were able to sing the same worship songs and like worship the Lord together. So that was really a special time. That girl uh, they mentioned earlier, her name was Victoria. She was 12 and she was like literally one of the sweetest kids we met. Um, she like at the end of the trip, she, call, she started calling the older guys, like she called John and Dan and Don her dad. She called like Micah and Naoma her mom. And then she called all of us like our age, like our, her brothers and sisters. So she became like really attached to us. So 
I spent just a little bit of time out on the house, but Rosa and I, we spent a lot of time working with people. We uh, had a lot of opportunities to get to work with like the kids and with the youth and the adults as well. Um, and so we made a lot of home visits and that was really cool too, just because we were able to, that was like a more intimate setting. You were able to kind of like talk with the people, get to know what their lives were like. And they were able to tell you like what their prayer requests were as well. Actually, I was just um, texting one of my friends in Ecuador today, and he was saying one of the biggest prayer requests that they have right now is for safe and clean drinking water, especially due to all the flooding, uh, like clean water is at such a premium. So that's, if you could be praying for that too, that's, that's something they need. But this picture, it was really fun because we got to hang out, Rose and I, a lot of time with the youth too. So um, and sometimes that was like organized. We would be, you know, inside having like a devotional or we went over to the park and played some games. And then other times too, it was just like outside of the church, they'd have like a guitar and we were like singing and it was really fun. Um, let's see. So a couple of um, the guys to the left of me, those were some of the leaders in the church too. They kind of helped lead worship and um there's a program that the church partners with uh, that kind of helps a bunch of kids in the area, and some of them are, are teachers for that program. This was our first morning there. It was really nice. We were all literally exhausted after getting into the country. We were just flat out tired, um, but we were able to go to uh, this couple's house in Wyaquil. It was a beautiful home. Um, that guy, he helps out with like accounting services for the organization. And so they were very gracious and hospitable. They served us breakfast after we got there. Uh, this is a picture. We were just uh, hanging out at the park. One of the leaders for the youth had us do a bunch of games. This is the front of the church. And then they already alluded to the talent show night. And that was really cool. I think my favorite, some of my favorite stuff that they did were the skits. It's like in all of the skits, it was like about someone was in bondage to sin, like they were being tormented by the devil or sin or whatever. And you could like literally visually see that. And then like towards the end, you would see Christ come in and rescue them. It was like a redemption story throughout all of those skits. This was one of my favorites. You probably can't read the sign, but it says, Jovenes para Cristo, and that means youth for Christ. This was our van. That was the day we went to Kanoa. It's an awesome beach town. And then uh, like Danielle was sharing, so we had a couple of guys from our team who were Ecuadorians, but they weren't actually from that re um, the region we were ministering in. They're from Guayaquil. And so the guy on the left is Adrian and the guy in the middle is Eduardo. And then that's Jaden on our uh, team. And it was awesome really uh, just getting able to hang out with them and get to, get to know them better. Adrian's dad is a pastor with I am at a, at a church in like the, the greater Guayaquil area. And so he and his dad and then Eduardo's his cousin, they kind of came and helped us out for the week. It was just hanging out at the beach on that one day. So before every day that we headed out, our team had like a time just together to have like devotions and prayer. And that was really a special time, honestly. I'm glad the days got super busy. I mean, we were out. It was, it was quite a schedule, honestly. We, we had a, a pretty full day. We wouldn't get back to the hotel till probably 10 o'clock at night, most nights, because they eat so late. I mean, we would have dinner at probably nine o'clock 
Um, but the, the times in the mornings were really special. This room was very cool too. It was breezy, so that was kind of nice, especially with all the humidity. Um, but it was, it was nice for our team to just be able to have some time to kind of gather our, gather our thoughts. Um, some, each of us led a devotion throughout the week, and we also had a time of prayer. So on one of the days, uh, they talked about we did the salvation bracelet things, and that was really cool. Um, so along with that day, we also kind of got to work with the youth. So on this particular occasion, Rose and I were helping out with like the five and six-year-olds, and it was kind of fun. Rosa taught them a song in Spanish, and she did, like, she did the hand motions plus in Spanish. I taught them a song in English. I tried to do the hand motions. They probably didn't get a word of the English, but that's okay. I love this picture. So we went out. This was um, the area we did the salvation bracelets in, and I think these were like the um, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, and they would just, like, they would come up to you, like, half a dozen to a dozen kids, you can even say Jaden, he's surrounded by so many kids, and they would just like grab onto you and then start rapid firing, ask you questions in Spanish and expecting you to answer. And it was like half the time, you know, I didn't even know what to say. So, but they, they were really sweet. It was better too if you, if I asked them a question, that was easier because I would use my limited vocabulary that I had. So that worked out better. Here's a great picture of the job site. <laughs> This guy, uh, Andy, I've told a couple of you guys about his story. I really, I love this guy. He was, um, he only became a Christian a couple months ago. He used to be a drug addict and he was addicted to alcohol, but he's a fisherman um, on the Pacific Ocean, not too far from where we were at. And a couple months ago, he was out fishing all night and his boat capsized and he lost all of his catch and he had to swim for three hours to make it ashore. He wasn't even sure, honestly, if he was gonna make it out alive. And he was super freaked out, but as he was swimming back, he's like, Lord, if I make it out of this situation alive, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my faith seriously. And so our team really connected well with their family. He, he was the foreman for the house project. His wife served us in the kitchen. And then we spent a bunch of time with uh, his sweet kids. And it was hard too, cause like the night before we were gonna leave, his oldest son cried all night before we were leaving, he was just in tears. And then he said like, my house is yours, like anytime. So that was really sweet. There's Dan. Uh, here was another day that we had at the beach. So the kid, um, the guy on the far right, his name is Michael or Mikam, and he's 20. And it was really fun. Our team got to spend a lot of time with him. And actually on our last day, on our last day there with the Ecuadorians, we were just kind of chatting and um, I came to find out that he's from a very, very large family, and, but he is the only Christian in his family, which is really hard. He only got saved just about two years ago. A friend invited him to church and he became a believer. But it was really cool because the four of us, so it was Jaden, Rosa, Corey, and I, we were able to just kind of have a word of prayer with him. And it's cool too, because I'm still, I'm friends with him on Instagram now too. So we can kind of go back and forth, but that was a really cool connection we made. And then that was just the sunset at the beach at Kanoa. It was absolutely gorgeous. So you've heard a little bit about like what we actually did. Um, for some of the team, a lot of the time was spent on the house, on the building project. Um, for some of the other ones, uh, it was spending a lot of time working with the kids or with the youth, um, doing the salvation bracelets, uh, helping out in the kitchen, and going on home visits as well. 
And I think some of the things that really stood out to me the most while I was there, um, what impacted me the most, I know that no one's perfect. And, you know, we weren't there long enough to be able to see, you know, their shortcomings or their failures or whatnot. But I think one of the things that really impacted me while I was there was just seeing the gratitude um, and the simplicity. There's no such thing as, you know, this concept of like me time or whatever in, in Ecuador. You could really see it. Um, you could see it at the church. It was so evident that they wanted to serve. And you could see, it was really encouraging for me too to get to see so many young people, so many people my age who were so willing um, and excited to serve at the church. And so just getting to see their, their gratitude and their contentment um, and just their hearts that they wanted to serve, it was really, it was a blessing to me. Um, the verse that I shared down there when we were doing our devotion, uh, it was in Hebrews 12, and it talks about like, wherefore, laying aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And that was, I actually had the privilege of being able to do that devotion like towards the end of our trip. And that really meant a lot to me because I just, it kind of made me realize, you know, being in that culture, getting to see people who weren't so bogged down with so many weights, so, so many things, but they were kind of, they were, in a sense, they were very free. They, they were able to walk in a, a free and in a light manner. And it just encouraged me as I came back to the U.S. It's like, there's so many little things. There's weights. There's, there's cares of this world. There's, you know, trying to get ahead and, and all of that. But it, it encouraged me to, like, try to just lay all of those aside and remember what's truly important, too. So I'm grateful for that, honestly. That it's, I love short-term missions for that reason, that it, it just kind of, it wipes your slate clean, so to speak, and it gives you really a, a, a fresh new perspective on life. So our team had a really special time. Um, we bonded super well. There's so many more stories I could share, um, but God is good. And so until next time. Before, I, I was really excited to go on this trip because I really love missions and I love the language. And, but I was really nervous because I have a hard time meeting new people. And so I thought I was going to be really lonely and I kind of require touch and I didn't think I was going to have enough hugs. <laughs> I, was, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> these, these people, um, I not only made friends while I was down there, um, but... They also became my family, um, and they're just because, I mean, come on, look at that face. Um, and they were just, they're so sweet, and everybody just made me feel very loved and accepted while we were down there. Uh, and not just, not just the people down there, but also our team. Um, they also became my family, and I love them all very much, even if some of them are annoying. <laughs> um, I didn't really help at the house because I think they knew that I would probably break something. Uh, but I was there long enough to take pictures of other people working. 
And they, I just, I think it's really cool that they were all able to build this house in such a short amount of time. Um, I, I actually, I was there long enough to get caulking all over my face. <laughs> but uh, most of the time, like Jared was saying, we got to work with the kids. Uh, this is a picture from the day that we went to the park. And we played, they have a lot of crazy games down there that I don't think you'd get away with in our youth groups. And lots of songs that when translated turn out to be very violent, but they're really fun songs. <laughs> um, this, this picture is from one of my favorite, one of my favorite things that happened while we were down there. Um, because this, this guy was, this is uh, Eduardo that um, some of people, people were talking about. Um, but he was teaching, he was telling his um, testimony and telling the gospel, and these two girls, they just broke down crying um, because the gospel is emotional. And uh, it was really cool because the people on either side, and one of them was actually Jaden, uh, they, they just held them and comforted these girls, and then he came over and he just prayed over them. And just the Christian community there, it was just so loving and inspiring. Um, this is, these are pictures from the day that we did the gospel bracelets. And I will advise you that if you have 25, 4, and 5-year-olds, bracelets are not a good idea. <laughs> I don't care what language it is. Um, but we, the, it was much better when we got to do it out in the big um, area. And we got to just play with them and sing songs and just hang out. Um, these are some of the pictures from the... Uh, home visits, I got to go on those as well, and I just, it was really cool to see, um, they would give them, they would tell them um, messages about, well, God, like, God is always with us, and messages on forgiveness, and just trust in the Lord, and when your house is literally this big, that, it just seems more powerful, I feel like, because they actually, they really are having struggles, and having a really hard time in life, and so it was just really cool to get to meet these people. Um, but most of the time I was <laughs> being with these crazy people and staying up way too late at night. Um, or I got I to gotta follow Naoma around a lot and getting to watch her interact with the kids and just the ladies there, even though they didn't speak the same language, it was a blast. It was very fun. Um, we, <laughs> we got a ride in the back of this truck, which was illegal, but nobody cared. <laughs> We fit 11 people in the back of this thing one night. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was really fun. Um, and we got to just hang out with the kids the whole time we were down there. Um, and before I, before I end, I just want to give a shout out to the amazing people that worked in the church. This is the pastor's wife. Uh, she is on an IV because she was in the hospital the day before. But she didn't want to stop working. And so she came anyway. And um, these ladies, they made us food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day we were down there. And they still are working there for the people that um, just work at the church. And they're just hardworking all the time, but they just laugh and they praise Jesus the whole time. And they were just amazing. And this, this guy was so sweet. And he was the one that opened the gate for us every time we came. And he would just do little things around the church. And um, as, we, as we left... Uh, and I was giving him a hug the last time, and he said that if we ever wanted to come back, that the church's gate was wide open for us, and they were waiting for us. Um, Jared stole this picture from me, but <laughs> the, that was that just hospitality mindset was what impacted me the most while we were down there, because I feel like it, 
in the states it's really easy to be in individualistic and but they they were just so loving and they just guy girl didn't matter they'd give you a hug and you just talk in group huddles and everybody's community they were just a big community like you didn't have to call if you wanted to go to somebody's house you just knock 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 hey you home and you just go in and so I just <laughs> and so that was that's my takeaway from it is that I would like to be more more of a community here and yeah they were just they they people one last thing they I text them like through the week and they they give blessings to me and they've never met you guys but they give they say blessings to the church in Washington because and they're praying for you guys and yeah so gracias dios te bendiga Thanks. So I'm the last person. So I'll try and make this fast here. Why is it all blurry? There we go. Okay. So this is my first time using an apple this way. So um, Dan and I spent some time in um, Guayaquil, and uh, so the rest of the group wasn't there. We spent two extra days there. And uh, some of you guys know Dan. He just retired, and he's looking for basically a full-time Christian uh, ministry someplace. And he'll be planning to go back to Ecuador in July. So anyway, we had a couple extra days in Guayaquil. And so this is a um, Catholic church there. Gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful church. Um, huge. Um, just it'd be something you'd see in Europe. And uh, this is the uh, um, church there in Guayaquil, the IAM church. And what you have there is the front doors of the, the church. Um, the guy in the uh, yellow boots is a pastor. And um, then you see some cars parked there. That's part of the way they make their money to support the church is having a car park. Um, the church has got high walls on it. Uh, it's right next to a slum. And uh, so the church makes its, it basically makes its money two ways because um, the offerings really aren't there. Um, IAM supports it. It's got this kind of car park. And then um, uh, Compassion International, they um, uh, do about 500 kids in the church, and they get some money from that. So this is the inside of the church there. Um, very, very different than San Vince, where we were working and staying. Um, the, uh, you know, everything was very nice there. Um, this church, it was not. Rid of that. So um, the bathrooms there, even in the church, uh, they're in San Vince, they're outside the, the main building. And these are the bathrooms that this church had. I'm sure they'll put the doors back on them. They do a little work. Um, the walls around the church, um, they're doing a construction job there. It's about 40% funded. Um, like I said, they have about 500 um, kids that they work with in the slum. And they're building basically Sunday school classes to work with the kids. And this, hopefully, this will be worked on. They have another work group coming in July. Um, the people working there right now are Ecuadorian. So this is right outside the church. This is the start of the slum. Oops. Um, it rained the day before, or actually the night before we were there. Um, this slum is huge. Um, this picture right here, if you look up the, you know, the, um, the road, it's as far as you can see. 
Um, it's just massive. I'm going to guess, might have a million people in the slum. Um, there's no drainage. It's just, um, here's a guy picking through garbage for his, you know, dinner or making some money. I'm not sure what. Um, when you're going through garbage in a slum, I'm not going to guess there's a whole lot there. But, and I got a lot of pictures of the slum, but it's just massive. So this is a, a big road going through it. And uh, we did see 25 cops on motorcycles pass us by. So it does have some uh, police presence. Shops in there in the slum. A uh, place you can grab something to eat on the sidewalk. So that was Guayaquil. And it just, it's very, very different than the other, you know, the other church that we were at in San Vincent because everything was nice, new. The kids were wonderful. Um, this was tough. Really, really tough. Um, so one of the things that people mentioned earlier was Adrian, one of the guys there, and his dad. So they, his dad and his mom have a school outside of Guayaquil by about, that's about oh, 20, 30 minutes. And this is a school. And um, anyway, they got brand new chairs. They're about ready to start the school. This is a picture of the inside. It's got a kind of a courtyard that's a, kind of an indoor soccer. And you can see the size by the car there. And then the classes are all around it. So this was opening day. I wasn't there for that, but he sent me the pictures. Um, this was the opening day for the school. Um, they don't have enough room in the school. They want to rebuild to get more. But um, anyway, and there's a picture of the uh, teachers and Adrian's dad. I wish I knew his name, but I just called him Adrian's dad. Jose? Okay. So uh, if you keep it all in the news with Ecuador, Ecuador has some fairly significant political issues. They were in the news yesterday. Um, they were trying to oust the president. So this is in a mall. The mall's about the size of Clackamas Town Center, and it looked like it was Christmas shopping as far as the number of people that were in it. Um, the military presence was only started a couple weeks before we got there. Um, otherwise, they wouldn't see the military presence in there. Everywhere you go, uh, armed guards. Our hotel had armed guards. Um, and walking around town, we actually saw one police action with looked like a SWAT coming down on something. Um, downtown Guayaquil, very, very nice. Um, beautiful, beautiful buildings, um, monuments, statues everywhere. Whoops. Um, just a tree that grows in a swamp. It's mostly roots on the bottom. And uh, let me get back. I've got some notes here. I'm just gonna. Here's an iguana. Uh, they have an iguana park, and uh, iguanas everywhere in the park. If you look close, there's a bunch of turtles here. You see them on the rocks. Like I said, the downtown was just gorgeous. And Dan and I felt very safe. We were out at night there, walking around and doing things. Um, I probably felt safer than Portland, um, but uh, it's. I know it's not saying much, but it's, it, 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 there was lots of people around, and you actually felt quite safe. Um, huge river that goes through it, and the stuff that you see floating there, that's actually vegetation, but it's just a massive river that goes through. And my last picture there, you got Dan, a uh, bunch of parrots, and behind him was our taxi driver. We paid him 60 bucks for the day. Um, he was a, one of the um, parishioners at one of the churches there. And uh, so it was good for both of us. So I guess 
I've gone on multiple mission trips like this, and a lot of it is for ourselves, you know, because it gives us a chance to see other Christians and um, a just a Christians that are struggling financially. Um, San Vince, where we were at, was just incredibly nice. Uh, the church in Guayaquil, that was just tough. And the inside of the church was tough. The air conditioning didn't work. Um, the rats had eaten all the, the wiring up. Um, and you just really, really feel sorry for the pastor. I mean, it, they, they're there. They're, they have a heart for those people. Um, the pastor actually lived in the slum. Um, he showed us his house. So that's all I've got. Um, tried to be really quick and move through it because I know we're late. Is there any questions that anybody would like to ask? Yes. When are we going again? Well, that would be up to the church or Dan. You know, this is, um, but it's a really neat experience for people. The San Vince was very, very nice for us. I've never gone on one where I had air conditioned rooms that nice of conditions. It was very nice. Um, $2,000. Yeah. And so like Dan and I just figured since we're already there, we might as well spend a couple more days. Anything else? All right. Well, thanks for sharing, you guys. And I'm sure that if people have questions, you'll be here to, to answer those. Why don't we stand up and we'll pray? You're only, you're only eight minutes long. It's not bad. I've been worse preaching. All right. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you for uh, just, I guess, the sacred responsibility to go into all the world and preach the gospel. So thanks for the privilege. Uh, thank you for their experience, the blessing they were to the people of Ecuador. And um, Lord, I know they were blessed as well. And we do pray, Lord, for more of these in the future. And uh, so just lead the way, we pray. So Lord, we, we bless your name. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.